Hey, hey, welcome to Calvary Student Connection. I'm Kaysen Kelly, and I'm joined today by two of my dear friends. First up, my co-host, Madison Banks. Hey guys, welcome back. And today we are joined by special guest, Jasmine Trevino. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Welcome on, Jasmine. It's awesome to have you here, Jasmine. Thanks for being here, and we're excited to get to hear a little bit about your story today. Uh, firstly, would you just kind of give us a layout of who you are? So where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Stuff like that. Yeah, so I am from Houston. Um, I grew up like in Houston, Houston, um, like downtown area. I have three brothers, um, two older brothers and one younger brother, Um And like in high school, I was involved in FFA sports. I was a band nerd. Um, And then... (laughs) Wait, what instrument did you play? I played the bassoon. You probably have no idea what that is. I literally was in band in seventh and eighth grade. I played clarinet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I played the bassoon. So it's a double reed. It was that like really long instrument that usually like stuck out of the the view with like a tiny little reed. It was interesting. That's awesome. It's a unique yeah. sound. I remember. Yeah, it's like a bazooka. Like <laughs> that's what everyone called it. <laughs> bazooka. Uh, that was bad. Oh, no. That's okay. cringy. That was good. That, that's cringy. <laughs> Sorry. So you're in band. Uh, what other things did you like to fill your time with growing up? Um, I've always been an outdoor person. Um, growing <laughs> up, we my family used to always go camping. Um. I've probably gone to like almost every state park in Texas. Wow. Um, yeah. That's so that impressive. Fun. Um, I also have a ranch and so I have horses. I was a horse girl growing up, unashamed. Um, <laughs> and so that I love to like go there, ride, um, and just spend time outdoors really growing up. Very nice. Cool. Okay. I can vibe with that. I, <laughs> I enjoy the outdoors. So when you are not working or doing anything else that you have to do, what are some things that you currently like to fill your free time with? So I am still an outdoorsy person. Um, I'm always down for random adventures. Um, Me and my friends are always going on like random road trips out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So that's probably my favorite thing to do. Um, Or like go hammocking. I love to read and like build puzzles. I love music. So I'm always like looking for new music. But that's the majority What's the current book that you're reading? Okay, I'm in the middle of two books right now. Ooh. Um, one is called <laughs> The Significance of God. So that one's really good. That one is kind of like looking at your identity in the Lord. Um, and so I had that recommended during an interview I had this past week. Um, and so that was fun. And then I also just started Wild at Heart, um, which is about <laughs> so it's basically about a man's soul and like understanding like what men need so because it has a counter yeah it has Spicy. a counterpart called captivating i believe um and so that one's about women so nice. okay i think i've seen this like um advertised on instagram tell me if you like it then i'll get the audiobook i will <laughs> i haven't i haven't read captivating but my friend has it um, but one of my guy friends who's reading the wild at heart is like, you have to read this. 
He was like, you'll understand men. I was like, that's impossible, but okay. <laughs> that's a tall We can always task. try. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually very simple. So tell us, where did you go to high school? I went to Cypress Ridge High School. Okay. So I was in the Sci-Fair ISD, and there was like 16 different high schools. Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I think they're still building more. I know my freshman and sophomore year of college, they built like three more. So I graduated with almost 700 people. Okay. Oh, wow. That's yeah. big, like, my class, too. Yeah, Dallas yeah. area. That's a little more than twice the size of my graduating class. So. Yikes. <laughs> oh, it was good. That's like that. not and many Alan? people. No, I didn't actually go to Allen High School. I went to Lovejoy High School. Oh, okay. But I we have an Allen address. So, mm, okay. so did you sense. know most of the people you graduated with? Yes, definitely. Like, probably over 90% of them I knew. Wow, so popular. No, it was just like <laughs> fewer people. I know, I know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> in high school and in your first year of college, did you often deal with peer pressure? Yes. So in high school, I was very much a people pleaser. Um, and so I definitely found my identity in what I was doing, like other people um, just trying to like fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, And so in college, which I wasn't a believer until I got to college. And so college was more of like trying to make that shift into like following the Lord. Um, And so that peer pressure kind of looked different of like I had friends that were doing things that we shouldn't be doing. And so when I heard of it, it wasn't like as hard to not walk that path just Mm -hmm. because of like the community I was surrounded by. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I was learning what a relationship with the Lord looked like at that point. So I wouldn't really call it like peer pressure of people like trying to get me to do things, but it was just like I knew there was two different lifestyles. Okay, so the two different sides kind of competing for your attention. Is that fair to say? Yes. You okay. often felt like that pull between flesh and spirit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, most definitely. Nice. Oh, yeah. So when you confronted that, how did you deal with it? Um, I think what played like the biggest part in that is just like the community I had and accountability in that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I definitely, I got involved at the BSM, which is the Baptist student ministry. Um, and so I made friends there, um, got plugged into like a small group. And then I also got plugged into discipleship. And so that was just a place where I could be honest about like how I felt and how my relationship with the Lord was. And I had help like walking through what a relationship with the Lord looked like. Um, and so there was a lot of accountability in that relationship as well as the community that I made at the BSM. That's really good. That is okay. so good, yeah. Do you think that that discipleship program played a pretty significant role in you progressing as a Christian? Most definitely. Um, I think that if I hadn't been in like a discipleship, I would have, it would have been really easy to like not walk with the Lord really. Um, just because there wasn't, there wouldn't have been someone keeping me accountable. I could have been like at a small group, not being as honest as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, so that discipleship just allowed for a place to be vulnerable and honest Mm -hmm. with someone. So for some people that don't necessarily know what discipleship looks like, like, what does it literally look like? Like, did y'all meet up? What, what kind of things did y'all do? So we met once a week, um, and it's really just two people helping like push each other closer to the Lord. So the person that I met with was a, I believe she was a junior at that point, um, that was also involved at the BSM. And so we met um, 
in the beginning, we kind of went through the basic <clears throat> stuff of like what reading your Bible looked like, like mm-hmm. what evangelism looked like, like how to share the gospel, um, as well as like the importance of community and prayer. Um, and so we just kind of talked through those things as well as like talked about things going on in my life and how I can be glorifying the Lord in those. Um, that's beautiful. Love that. <laughs> awesome. So when you were transitioning from high school to college, I know that there's a lot of difficulty that comes with that and some very pointed challenges. What were some of your greatest challenges that you had to overcome in that transition time? I think one was just deciding what my community was going to look like. Um, because when I came to Tarleton, I didn't really know anyone. Um, the only person I knew was a girl from my church back home that I had just started going to like the second semester of my senior year. And so we didn't really know each other, um, but I knew of her. And so I came into college with no, not knowing anyone. And so at that point, I very much had to decide what my community was going to look like, like who I was going to make friends with. So that was kind of hard just because I didn't know what community really looked like, looked like before. Um, did that girl that you knew from home, did she go to the BSM at yeah. Tarleton? Yes. So she's okay. still a part of the BSM. Um, nice. Her name's Gabby. She's great. And she's actually in the core. And so mm-hmm. she has a core Bible study called Valor. That's so awesome. That's what, really cool. What's the okay. core? Like the, ROTC, like students who are cadets. wanting. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you were saying it was like a program at. <laughs> yeah. The core at Tarleton. <laughs> core, no. core that's cool so i was wondering and i guess that kind of answers my question but how you got plugged into the bsm like how you heard about them is that is that how no so actually it's a funny story i think it's (laughs) funny at least um so i was on twitter like every high school student Uh or at least most oh yeah twitter Um, days (laughs) (laughs) right um and a page followed me called circle t and it said like tarleton state university and i was like what is this and so um i dm'd them and i was like basically like hey who are you all like why'd you follow me um and so at that point we had an or the bsm had an ag bible study and called circle t um and so jessica barrows barrow and megan trotter were the ones that ran that page and they just followed me on twitter like through it because they're going through and like following people who had like Tarleton 2020 on there. And so they told me about the BSM and told me about all the events that they're having the beginning of like the very first week of tea week. Um, and so like they had pancakes with pastors and so a bunch of like different churches come and kind of give like a 20 second spiel of like their church. Um, and then they'll give you rides there as well as like their worship service, like a big meet and greet basically, um, where they cook like a hundred pounds of meat. It's Literally great. meat and greet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember going to those. Those were fun. That is such a good like testimonial to like how social media can impact people's lives in a good positive way. That's right. great. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it was really cool because they actually made a lot of relationships through that, like following people because yeah. people were like, what is Circle T? Like, so they were able to talk to them about the BSM and like share what the BSM was. That's cool. Nice. Nice. So you did mention earlier that you did not become a born-again believer until you got into college. So what led to that, and how far into college was that transition? Yeah, so I grew up going to church. Like, both of my parents are Christians. 
Um, and I was involved in my youth group, like went to VBS, went to youth camp, um, but it was never really a faith of my own. And so I didn't really know what a relationship with Christ looked like. Um, and so I had actually like walked through a lot of sin in high school. Um, and I kind of reached the end of myself of like, I didn't know really where to go next basically. And so the second semester of my senior year, um, I was really like searching and I didn't know what I was searching for. And so with, with Megan and Jessica showing me what the BSM was, um, I was like, okay, like we'll go check it out. Um, and so when I went, um, I very much had like a feeling that I wasn't worthy of a relationship with the Lord. Um, just because of the things I had gone through, the things that I'd done. Um, I basically felt like there was, I wasn't like worth, Mm -hmm. I wasn't worth saving basically. Mm -hmm. And so when I went to 402, which is the weekly like worship encounter, um, Clayton was teaching over John eight, um, which is a story of the adulterer. Um, and so at that point I kind of felt like I wasn't too far gone and I could have a relationship with the Lord. Um, and really like that, none of it was based on me all based on like the Lord's grace. And so, and that was actually the first time I I had ever actually heard the gospel like in its fullness. And so that was the night that I accepted the Lord. Um, and so that transition going into college, um, it was very weird because I was adapting to college, but also learning how to walk with the Lord. Yeah, that's, that's got to be difficult. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where like the community of the BSM really like became important in my life. But it was also cool because it was kind of com- like I was completely starting over because I was starting college as a believer. And so I knew what the rest of like college would look like, mm-hmm. I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, maybe like setting new expectations for the rest of college yeah. and your life. There you go. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. That's beautiful too because it's like you probably maybe went to college thinking like you had an vision of what you were going to do and what it was going to be like, but then like that happened and you're like, okay, everything's going to be different now. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's for sure because I heard like everyone knew it, like college was not like the <laughs> thought of college. Oh, yeah. And so that was what I pictured, but it turned out to be so much better yeah so so much better that's good to hear okay i know that you were kind of looking at ministry for a while so when did that kind of creep into your mind so clayton the bsm director um is very good at speaking things into people's lives oh yeah Uh, (laughs) and so he he mentioned it my sophomore year maybe that I was going to become a CMI which is a campus missionary intern and I was like whatever (laughs) um and so when he mentioned that it was like a thought that went in and went in one ear and out the other (laughs) um and then I had come into college as a pre-vet major um so sophomore year is when I very much felt like that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing anymore um, and so I was a residential leader at that point, which is a resident assistant, ba- assistant basically. Um, and at the end of sophomore year, I was talking to my boss because I was working um, camps that summer. And she was like, I can only see you doing two things. And I was like, oh, really? Like, what's that? 
And she was like, either you're going to be in student affairs or you're going to like work in a campus ministry. And I was like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, who have you talked to? Yeah, I was like, no, at that point, I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I don't know what you're saying. Um, So that was when it first came into my mind. And so since sophomore year, I've kind of been praying through that and just seeing where the Lord was leading me in that. So after that thought of going into the ministry was planted in your mind, was there any other opportunities that you had to pursue other things? Yeah. So since that thought was put into my mind, um, there was a lot of student affairs opportunities um, that I took. And so that was like coming back as a residential leader Uh, this year, I like a returner residential leader this year. I'm a senior residential leader. um, And then I worked like conferences over the summer. And then last summer I interned at Harvard. Um, Harvard. Harvard. (laughs) I knew that was coming. (laughs) Um, I interned at Harvard. And so I very much was, kind of pursuing that path of like what student affairs would look like. And I wasn't really pursuing what ministry would look like um, because I felt like, oh, I'm good at student affairs. Like I'm good at interacting with college students and I'm very much a person who does like has a fear of failure. And so (laughs) that was, (laughs) aren't we all? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so that was an area that I was pursuing because I was good at it. And Mm -hmm. there was a lot of opportunities that were coming up. Um, and so even this summer, I was supposed to go intern at University of Arizona and um, working with their facilities and events. So there very much was a lot of opportunities that I took and opportunities that I could have took um, because I was planning on getting like my master's in student affairs and doing that next. Um, but when I got to Harvard, like after Harvard was very much where I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be going to grad school next. That's interesting. What at Harvard made you think that? What, where was the turning point? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like the turning point was that, I don't know. I think at Harvard, I was just very much looking more into like grad schools, looking at what I wanted in a program. And as I was looking at programs and looking at what those programs offered, Like, I couldn't decide what I wanted and, like, what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And that was when I was like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, And I think there was just a lot of doubt placed in my mind of, like, if I was supposed to be doing um, camp, like, college ministry or if I was supposed to go into student affairs. And so at that point, um, I was very much like, we're just going to take a gap year (laughs) because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Um, And so that's kind of where... I think just looking into those programs, I didn't know what was happening. So I was like, we're just going to okay. push this aside. Yeah. So when you were kind of in that gap, you're like not knowing what you're doing. What did your prayers look like in that season? Like when I was thinking about a gap mm-hmm. year? No, when you were like, I'm not going to do this or that. I don't know what I want to do. I think I was really just asking the Lord for clarity mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to walk in obedience to what the Lord was asking me to do. Um, but I didn't know what he was asking me to do. Um, or at least I thought I did it. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting that you say that. Please continue. <laughs> um, yeah. So I thought I did it. And so I was very much like, okay, Lord, like student affairs, college ministry, which one? 
Um, and I was very much expecting like the lights of heaven to come down and be like, <laughs> yep. here you go, this yep. one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that didn't happen, obviously. <laughs> um, and so I think more than anything, like I was just asking the Lord, like what obedience looked like in that season. Mm-hmm. So were there feelings of dismissiveness towards the ministry? Were you thinking like maybe, oh, I'm not good enough to do that. I could never make it in ministry. All of above. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, now, I very much thought that I was not qualified enough to be mm-hmm. in ministry, um, especially only being a believer for, what, three and a half years now. Um, I didn't feel like I could lead others. I didn't feel like I knew enough, like, scripture. I felt like I couldn't share the gospel well enough. Um, and so it was very much of I just didn't feel equipped. Yeah. But something Clayton always says is that the Lord doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And so that was just something that really stuck through my mind of like, even if I'm not equipped, like if he's calling me, he's going to equip me. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, that's so good. So I seem to, and this is just me. You can tell me if this was the same for you or not, but I seemed to try to push out that thought of ministry. So for similar reasons, it sounds like, like, oh, I'm, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. But we see that God actually reaches to the bottom of the barrel to get people to carry, carry out his will. And we can kind of see that that is so he gets all the glory. Mm-hmm. And it's not coming back to me as this broken pot, but to him it goes straight to him so i can't take any of the credit for anything because people looking from the outside would be looking at me and saying "Eh, who is this fool like (laughs) what is he doing yeah so i have noticed that and i also noticed that when i tried to push out those thoughts of going into the ministry kind of that tug it would get like more intense Oh, yeah, I definitely relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of uh, inner turmoil, I guess. I just didn't feel comfortable. I felt restless until I decided to follow what I thought he was telling me. And that was to, well, for me, it was to be an intern at Calvary Fellowship. So did you have some of the same experiences? Oh, yeah, I definitely felt very restless and not at Mm -hmm. peace while I was like grad school, like student affairs or ministry. Um, and I very much kept going like student affairs, student affairs. And I was just not at peace with it. Um, and then when I was ultimately like, I'm taking a gap year at that point, I still didn't know what I, if I was going to like find a full-time job or if I was going to, do college ministry at that point. I was like, mm, college mm-hmm. ministry. Eh. <laughs> um, that I was very restless until I gave the student affairs thing up. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Lord, like, I know you're calling me to do this. Yeah. You give it up. And then. Then you finally get that peace <laughs> that you've been wanting for so long. And he takes you where you need to be. Yeah. I've noticed that. And that is interesting because I had thoughts of, pursuing my education further and I was looking at master's programs in animal science 
uh, either in like genetics or uh, whatever. You're smart. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Yes, you are smart. <laughs> well, thank you. But bottom of the barrel, remember. Um, so I was thinking about getting a master's somewhere, and I, at the same time, I was thinking about going into ministry and those two options of going to Calvary Bible Institute or staying here and doing an internship. Um, but I didn't really have any doors open for the master's program or any kind of a career in agriculture. So in that sense, between the lack of opportunities and the restlessness I was feeling, that pretty much led me in the direction that I was supposed to go. So it's, it is sometimes that God will use closed doors to guide you more than open doors. Mm, So I think that is important for us to understand as we are trying to navigate through life, Mm -hmm. because it's not always going to be like, Hey, here's your path, but maybe it'll be, Hey, this is not where you need to be. You need to go somewhere else. But then when you do that, he is gracious and he, he loves us as his own children because we have been adopted into his family through Christ and he pours out blessings on us. And even more so, uh, when we are within his will. And so a really neat thing that has happened in my life recently, um, I was working out at the rec one morning and one of the, I guess, higher up people there, uh, came up to me and said, Hey, like, I still see you around here and you did great work with the bass club while you're in college. Like we want to hire you. So I was like, okay, well (laughs) I'm intrigued. Uh, tell me more. So the following Monday I went in for a meeting with her and another one of the boss guys up there and (laughs) we talked and (laughs) they were under the impression that I was a graduate student at Tarleton. So that position that they were wanting to hire me for was a graduate assistant position. So I wasn't qualified because I wasn't a student at Tarleton at the time. So that kind of bummed me out. I was like, okay, that would be really cool to work for club sports at Tarleton. Like I spent pretty much my whole college career in club sports uh, doing stuff with the bass club. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to get to go back into this. And then that door closed in that meeting when I realized that they thought that I was a graduate student. (laughs) So uh, they were very understanding and very nice. But uh, they basically said, if you become a grad student, then we'll hire you. Like, we're not going to hire anybody else for this position just because we know that we want you in it. So I was like, wow. That's cool. That's a good feeling too. That is. So that job opportunity kind of closed, but it opened back up the master's degree that I was looking at getting before I even decided to come here to do the internship. So the master's degree door closed and then it opened back up. So I felt this time that it was time for me to step in that direction because that was 
that seemed to be a confirmation to me that that is something that is good. So I did register for classes and I am set to start this summer. And with the COVID-19, they're in a hiring freeze right now, but they <laughs> assured me that they'd hire me as soon as they could. And I'll be starting classes and I'm doing a master's in kinesiology now, which is way wow. different than animal science. Switch. <laughs> yeah, but I'm super excited for that and excited to spend some time in the club sports office. That's awesome. So. That's really cool. Congrats. Like when's, yeah, congrats. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But I think that's cool when the Lord is just like, not yet. It seems like a no, but yeah. it's a not yet. Mm, yeah. And I think there's just a lot of blessing when you're walking in that obedience of where the Lord's calling you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay. You're walking in obedience. Here's what you like. Yeah. Here's what you wanted at the right time. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Cause my timing's off a lot. So <laughs> it's nice to have a lot of guidance in that area. So back to you, Jasmine. Sorry. I kind of, I took over there, but was there a gap or any kind of dissonance between you knowing that you wanted to go into some kind of ministry and where exactly in the church you fit, did you know where you were going when you decided to go into ministry? Yes. So I think with just the way that the BSM guided me through college, I very much knew that I wanted to work with college students. And so that was the one thing I was sure of, that one that I wanted to, and I also felt like the Lord was asking me to work mm-hmm. with college students. Um, they're very much the most, I believe the most like teachable and sendable demographic okay. um, because they're coming to college looking for who they are first mm-hmm. time away from their parents. They don't like, they get to make decisions on their own. Um, and so that was very much like the way I wanted to go. And so I knew at the BSM that they had a, like campus missionary intern position mm-hmm. Um, and that's at like any Texas BSM. And so that was the area that I knew I wanted to go in. Nice. So once you made your decision to be a CMI or apply to be a CMI, uh, what were some of the subsequent decisions that you had to make? So I know that you had to try to figure out where you wanted to go as far as college campuses goes. You want to tell us a little bit about how you navigated that? Yeah. So there was lots of options. Um, All the campuses in Texas like need workers for the harvest. And so um, I kind of wanted to stay at Tarleton, kind of did it more than anything. I didn't want to stay at Tarleton um, because I very much felt like I would either be extremely comfortable here or I would have to face a lot of things and not be comfortable. And I was really leaning that way of... um, just like relationships that I need to be more intentional with um, people I need to invest in and just ways that I felt like places that the Lord had like placed me that I wasn't intentional with. And so um, I'm also, as I said, I love like adventures. And so I was very ready to go on like the next grand adventure, Mm -hmm. wherever that may be. Just following excitement. Yeah. And so um, I, so there was Tarleton when I was thinking through that. Um, but there was also what we call the TNET. And so that's a Tarleton alum that have gone to other BSM, like other campuses and planted BSMs or started working with those BSMs. 
And so I was praying through like San Antonio, praying through TCU. We have a few Tarleton alum in Oregon and some BSMs that are going to be planted next year there. And so I was praying through that, um, not really knowing like where the Lord was calling me, um, whether even if it was Tarleton or somewhere else. And so that's kind of where I began with, okay, Lord, like, am I supposed to stay at Tarleton or am I supposed to go somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a point where I had to kind of set the reset button of how I was like my heart towards the whole situation. Um, and so I started being more intentional with each director at those BSMs and kind of learning about what they were going through, like what the Lord was doing there, like the demographic. Um, I feel like the Lord really used that to break my heart for other campuses um, and really see that every campus is lost and no matter where I was going to be, um, that the Lord was going to use me and that there was yeah. work to be done there. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that was what the Lord taught me through that season. So did you make your decision of where you're going to go? Yes. So I am going to be returning at Tarleton next year. Hey. Nice. Yeah. So you'll stay in Stephenville. So exciting. <laughs> Not leaving the Ville yet. <laughs> <laughs> Your work here is not done. It is so, not. That's awesome. Speaking of work, do you know what kind of work you'll be doing with the BSM? Yeah, like, good question. What is that role going to look like for you? So as I mentioned earlier, like I'll be a campus missionary intern. Um, and so the majority of that is really discipleship and evangelism. Um, so working with our student leaders, um, with our like different events, uh, like we have an outreach team. So we do different events on campus as well as our 402 noon lunch um, and so just kind of helping be a part of that and equip like our student leaders to reach our campus. Nice. That's awesome. That is so exciting. I'm excited. <laughs> nervous, but excited. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, that yeah. was good to be a little bit nervous. <laughs> a healthy nervous, right? Yeah. Healthy nervous. Yeah. I think we're getting to a healthy nervous. It, oh, was, it wasn't a healthy nervous yeah. before, but as I think we're getting progress. there. <laughs> good. Did you deal with any doubts once you made that decision? Were there any second thoughts? Yes. Um, I very much have this fear of not like unknowingly walking in disobedience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I very much felt like the Lord was asking me to stay at Tarleton. Um, but at the end of the day, I was like, what if I'm hearing the Lord wrong? What if it's just all my thoughts? Um, and so I did have a lot of doubt if I'm supposed to be at Tarleton or not. Yeah, I definitely dealt with the same thing. Like when I got my job, like I prayed for, you know, this opportunity, God gave it to me. And then I was like, wait, (laughs) are you sure? (laughs) What if this isn't what he wants? It's what I want. And so, yeah, definitely. I can relate with that. And then God eventually just gives you that peace. Like, yes, this is what I have for you. So that's so good. That's a good place to come to. Mm -hmm. So to dwell on that, that aspect of your decision, as far as where to go, do you think that there was a right or a wrong answer to that? If you had asked me two weeks ago, I would have said yes. Um, But now I would say, no, I didn't think there was a right or wrong answer to that um, because I knew I was walking in obedience in pursuing the CMI position. Um, And so all the doubt came from like where, Um, and then I read through Jonah and there was a lot of disobedience in that story. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And so I felt like the Lord very much wasn't teaching me about like disobedience, but 
what obedience looked like um and that the like god is god of all people and so i knew no matter where i was the lord was going to use me um and he was going to use me as he intended and so at that point all i knew is i was walking i was trying to walk in obedience and where i would be placed and mm-hmm. i knew there was going to be um just a place for me wherever the lord wanted me to be that's awesome so yeah and I think I actually came to a very similar place when I was deciding to go to CBI or stay here. Um, I don't, I mean, a lot of times there is a right and a wrong. Uh, that's got to be obvious. Right. But sometimes it's it's not that way. We have multiple choices and it seems that all of them are pointing towards the Lord. And we know that in our hearts, we do want to stay within his will. And that is, that's very important um, that we make that decision and that we are chasing after him. But if that is the case, then sometimes he does lay out a couple choices for us and he just asks us to choose and he wants to pour out those blessings for us in whatever we choose. So I'm, for one, am so excited that you're staying at Tarleton. It's going to be a good time. (laughs) Y'all can't get rid of me that easily. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. But we will. Eventually. Yikes. I don't know how to take that. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else that you want to enlighten us with? I think one thing in like the transitioning to college would be to find a place to plug in with people who love the Lord. Um, Because that accountability, vulnerability, and just that community is going to just be a place where you can grow in the Lord. And I think it's just really important to find that place for you. Um, And your friends might be going to one ministry and you're like wanting to go to a different ministry. Um, They're all part of the same team. And so I think you just need to find your place of a group of people who like love the Lord. Yeah. And that has actually been on my mind this whole week. I've, it is so important that once high school kids go off to their respective colleges, that they plant themselves somewhere. That's so important. And it was difficult for me to find a place that I wanted to be planted when I got to Stephenville. And I, I mean, you don't have to answer this. This is just me thinking out loud, but there's gotta be a better way to, I guess, let the kids coming in know what their options are as far as churches go. So I came in and I was looking for a church for the first semester and I did not find any that were truly rooted in the scripture that I felt were teaching that. So I didn't want to put myself in something that was not rooted in the scripture, but that in turn led me to go my whole first year in college without having that church home. And that was a very dangerous place to be in. And that's not where I want anyone coming into college to be. So there's got to be some way to connect the freshmen with a place where they can worship together. And I don't know the answer to that, (laughs) but there's a need there. And I think that there's something that can be done about that. Mm-hmm. At the BSM, we always say we're like an extension of the church. We aren't mm-hmm. the church. Um, and so we have very much have like tried to show freshmen coming in 
um, the different churches in town. And so I feel like if you're someone trying to get plugged into a group of people who love the Lord, um, to go check out a campus ministry at whatever college you end up at and just ask them like, Hey, um, what churches do y'all go to? Like what churches are in town? Um, and go check them out. Um, I've always recommended for people to have a date to where like by four weeks into school, I'm going to have decided a place where I'm going to get plugged into, um, just so that you aren't checking out church after church after church. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's been very helpful and that's even what like I was told coming in. And so I checked out like three churches and ended up getting plugged in before like the end of my first month at school. That's good. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you kind of be more intentional with that time, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Jasmine, thank you so much for coming to talk to us today. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, so refreshing to talk to you. That was fun. Thanks for having me, (laughs) y'all. And an awesome story with a lot of nuggets. Mm -hmm. We love the nuggets. I love the nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) I want some Chick-fil-A nuggets. (laughs) Chick-fil-A sauce, my favorite. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And we will see you next time on the Cavalry Student Connection. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.